I like the background, man. It's a cool little background that you got going on there. Good stuff. Good stuff. I th I still think I'm the biggest guy. Bro, you're crazy. You know, I got called out on that. We sh we should have actually given an ultimate winner. So just for just for sakes, that was gonna be. What is going on? What is going on? This is another edition of the CYJ podcast. This is Charlie here, and I got get my good friends Josh, my good friend Yanko. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Doing what good, up, man. fellas. Doing good. Up. Good stuff, man. Uh, what's up with the beat, man? I like how you changed it up. Changed it up a little bit. Let's see. Uh, I want to get some feedback, man. I want to get some feedback. I, I found this this uh, pretty cool uh, guy that posts his music for free, copy free, copyright free, safe music. I'm gonna change it up every once in a while. Nice. DJ well, Yinko in the house. Wait, wait, wait till we wait till we have people who actually. Oh, I'm actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sign up with the CYJ podcast. No way. <laughs> nice. It's happening. It's yeah. totally gonna happen. Except, Dead mouse except, is coming. Except it's gonna be the CYJ podcast in New Jersey. What? <laughs> yeah. So nice. for the listeners, for that little uh, tidbit, I was scouring the internet last week and I found another. CYJ podcast, which I thought was impossible, right? Who's going to be Charlie Yanko Josh podcast, right? No, 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 no. Apparently, 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 New York Jets have a podcast by some fans, and it's Cool Your Jets podcast. <laughs> oh well, well, my world. So, so let's put it straight. We we took we brained our or what is it? We burned our brain for like an hour trying to figure that out that day. We to, thought it was pretty unique. We really did. Man, so much for that. So you look up CYJ and there's going to be two. Hopefully ours is better. No, you know what? Ours is, is better. better. They only, you know what? We should bring the CYJs to join us one day. <laughs> they only run, I think, during the football season. So we're automatically better because we run. Absolutely. That's going to be awkward week. if they're totally listening to this. <laughs> you know what, guys? If you are listening to this, I, I would recommend that you give us a shout out to your own audience. That'd be cool. Anyway, all right, guys. <laughs> so before we get into the 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 actual, well, there was not much news this week, but did there you guys was some jet great? news. There was. Oh, I like what See you that did segue. There. I like how you, when you I cool like your jets because of the jet news. That's right. All right, so jet moves. Um, Sam Darnold is actually traded to the Carolina Panthers. What second round pick? And I forgot the other compensation. I think it was a sixth-round pick, something like that, and a fifth-round pick, something like that. I, I lost track. But the compensation wasn't much for what the rumors had been early in the season, the offseason that Sam Darnold was ultimately going for, like, a first-round pick. This was a pretty good price, if you ask me. I like what the, what the Carolina Panthers are doing. But would you like to expand on that a little bit? New York has 21 total picks in the next two drafts, including seven in the first two rounds. Now with that, now obviously they've been compiling not just through the Darnold trade, uh, but it it goes to show that Robert Sala is now starting with his own mark. His, he gets an opportunity to hit the ground running his way. And that's great. That's great. If you would have told me Adam Gase had that many picks, I would have been a little hesitant, man. I would have mm -hmm. been a little hesitant. I was kind of doing some just some reading on uh, Adam Gase when he got introduced as the coach a couple years ago now. And Sam Darnold always said the right things. I'm excited that Adam is coming. He's going to be our coach. You know, the, the right things. But obviously, it didn't translate into on the field. I think 
there was a lot of tension. There was a lot of tension. Why would you get so much tension within the first couple of years that you're there? He was in the same division. He knew the New York Jets. He had he played them twice a year. But then, you know, ultimately, I think Sam uh, is a good quarterback. Decent. Does he merit what he got for or what the Jets got for him? I think the Jets are the winner on this side. And the Panthers might have maybe reached a little bit. I don't know. What do you guys think? I liked it. I liked it. I, I think... Carolina is definitely getting an upgrade over Teddy Guion Bridgewater. Uh, I absolutely believe <laughs> that they are way better. Uh, Sam Darnold. Okay. 2018. And he's a third overall pick. He's not Josh Rosen. Let's just, you know, no. Josh, Josh Rosen is something else. Last year uh, when the Niners played the jets in a blowout game, that game was going nowhere. Sam Darnold had this one play that I don't forget. It, he rolled out to mm. his left and threw across his body. Now, what you're not supposed to do, but basically it was a amazing throw to, I forgot the slot re- receiver. It's Barrios, no? Barrios. Barrios. Yep, that's right. You know, for those guys who probably had him in fantasy, that was kind of cool. You know, probably saved a couple of extra garbage points there. Really good throw. And Darnold has shown, I mean, what game was it? It was a Thursday night football game where he ran like that crazy 50-something yard touchdown run. I, I think there's a lot of potential in Darnold. I was one to think that the Niners should have, I don't know. I, I, they must really like what they're going to get at number three. And I'm not trying to make this a Niner thing, but the Darnold option seemed interesting to me. And for what they paid, I think it's a win-win. You already got really good pieces. You got DJ Moore at the receiver. Robbie Anderson suddenly became a really good number two last year. And you got Christian McCaffrey coming was back it, from healthy. Was it Robbie Anderson with Sam in New York? Yes. Yes. It was. And he did pretty good. He was doing really good. So I like it. I really liked I, I think this is one of those situations where it's going to win-win. I think the Jets are going to get the guy they want. Salah is going to get the guy they want. And Carolina has an opportunity to go with the guy that was cheap, but technically had a lot of potential. Guys, is it easy to say that this is the best uh, opportunity or not? Well, opportunity, yes, but best amount of weapons that Darnold has had his in career. You said, Charlie, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, CMC. They're going to stack up on the draft, hopefully. Uh, I forget who their tight end is, but just those three names already, I would say that they're the best weapons that Sam has had his, at his disposal absolutely. since he started. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. There's no doubt. He's going <clears> to, <throat> I think... The Panthers have to start him right away because he's coming up on a fifth-year option, so they have to know what they have in Sam. Uh, I think he's instant starter now over Teddy, uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it was an upgrade. And as for in regards to the weapons that he had, uh, because Robbie Anderson was already there, DJ Moore is obviously a much better receiver than anything the Jets have to offer, and of course, updating a running back. Right, C Mac is one of the best in the league, uh, but it's a win. It's a, it's a win. Uh, like you said, Yinko, uh, the Jets get their dude. Uh, they're going to ride the ship with their guy. Uh, Sam wasn't part of their plans. I'm just surprised a little that not a lot of teams came knocking on the door, at least what it's reported. Uh, I would imagine that there was a lot of quarterback needy uh, teams that were probably would knock on the door. And it seemed now, again, this, this doesn't bode well for the Deshaun Watson saga because the Panthers were also a team that was courted a lot 
uh, for Deshaun Watson and were willing to give up the farm. So now it's almost like they had to settle for the, not the next best thing, but something more functional in, in that realm. And yeah, it, no bueno for Deshaun Watson, but I, I think it's a win for the Jets and I think it's a win for the Panthers and good for Sam. He got out of that. Not that it's now a toxic environment, but what it was with Adam Gaze. And I think he got one year with, uh, with uh, what's this guy's name? He's a defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, uh, Bowles? Todd Bowles. I think he got a year with Todd Bowles. He and that's did. the year he got let go. And then uh, he was okay that rookie year. And then, of course, Adam Gaze came, which was a dumb hire. But all in all, it's a win for everybody. Sam gets a second opportunity. He's still fairly young. And make the most out of it. He's definitely an upgrade. And Charlie, going to what you said about that play where he rolls left, throws across his body, Sam Darnold came from USC where mm -hmm. he really didn't have an offensive line. And that's how, really how he made a name for himself, running in the pocket, but staying within the pocket. He never was the quarterback that has too much athleticism. A mm -hmm. couple of shows ago, we talked about skill versus athleticism. Mm -hmm. He never rolled out unless he had to and continued running. He would he's, he hangs in there to try to make the throw. And sometimes that's his success, but at the same time, his failure. How many picks did he throw in New York trying to extend the play or trying to force the ball, doing what he did at USC? Really, that's what I think got him drafted high. Mm -hmm. If you listen to Colin Cowherd, Colin Cowherd is super high or was super high at the time when he was getting drafted for Sam Darnold. California quarterback, easygoing kid, physical stature, he has it, great arm. And I tried to do some research and I couldn't find anything concrete, but we have to consider that Matt Rule, at the time that Sam Darnold was coming into the collegiate scene or you know coming out to play college ball, Matt Rule was also recruiting. So he must have seen something that he liked about Sam, something to say, you know what? Let's trade for Sam now that I'm a professional coach or NFL coach, uh, per se, to bring him in. I think it totally opens up the the playbook for what, how Matt Rule runs his program at Carolina. It's his second year. He's trying to make an impact. And is it cheaper to get him than it is to get a quarterback in the draft? The draft is full this year of quarterbacks, but he preferred Sam. And not only that, Yanko, he's the, the Panthers are number eight. You, you saw what the Niners had to pay to get to number three. Now you got Jacksonville at one, Jets at two, Niners at three. Carolina was not going to be able to trade with the Falcons to number four because the Falcons weren't going to do that. So maybe it's not even that they weren't interested. They just couldn't. They, they didn't have. They, there was no way they were going to get it. So to me, this is plan B. Not necessarily a deal breaker if, if he doesn't work out. You know, it's okay. It didn't cost you much. And at that point, you're a bad team. Next year, you get a good first-round pick, and you, and you figure it out. So, I, like I said, I think it's a win-win for both sides. I really think it's a win-win for both sides. Do they do they recover any of those picks by trying to trade trade, trade Teddy? Well, here's the thing. what You, you are going to recover. You probably recover the back end of the picks. You're not going to get a second for Teddy. There's no way. Well, you know, I'm not going to say there's no way because that's actually something that we'll talk about a little later that I have a, uh, a point of view on that. There's a team out there. They might they might uh, go for him. But yeah, you know what? You very well. Let's talk about Teddy real quick before we transition. You know, Teddy, where does he land? Where could he land hypothetically? Um, you know, here's a scenario. Here's a here's a one for me, real quick. 
Niners trade away Jimmy Garoppolo and they get Teddy as their backup. You know, maybe if the if the price is right. Or, or, or do you guys see Teddy as a better player than Jimmy? I don't think so. But, uh, you know, what do you think, Josh? Teddy Teddy has a really low ceiling. You know what you're going to get with him? He's a, it seems he's a professional. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of great offensive, you know, he doesn't have a strong arm. Uh, he's mobile. He's athletic enough to kind of roll out of the pocket. Uh, so Teddy's not going to flash you. I would say, just for the sake of argument, mm-hmm. uh, Bears. Yeah. It's be- well, but is he better than Dalton? Or like you mean like a solid backup, kind of like as, a Mariota as a backup role. to Dalton, as, as, as a backup or somebody to push Dalton, perhaps that way Dalton doesn't think this is just my show and I'm going to run with it. If you give him, you know, a little incentive, you're going to you're not going to break the bank to go get Teddy. That's for sure. I, I just feel that at that point, it's not a bad and I'm not trying to argue. I just feel at that point, the Bears organization would look beyond moronic ever, you know. Well, they already are moronic. <laughs> I know, I know, and, and that's the thing. That, and it, it's why you Teddy say it is bear. Yeah, ooh. and then Mr. Gian out there, you know, <laughs> that's the dream. Yeah. He already looked. Shout out to Gian, by the way. Anyway, it, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And and unfortunately, guys, there wasn't there wasn't much. Oh, you were gonna say something, Yanko, before I transition. Hypothetically, okay. okay. Hypothetically, what if he goes back to New Orleans? Over he did James? decent. He did decent backing up. Drew before he got the contract with Carolina, right? He did. He knows the system. Sean knows him. And I I think personally, hot take. Personally, I would rather start Teddy than Taysom. Bro, this isn't would you rather. It's not a would you rather. This is but it's, it's a, an it's, argument. Are you crazy? Are you crazy, bro? No. Yes. No. You would start Teddy over Taysom? Yes. What about Jameis? Oh, wait, Taysom. Taysom. Taysom sorry, Hill. Sorry. Taysom oh, Hill. I, th- I heard Jameis Winston. Sorry. But, but I think it's almost, it, uh, it's Sorry. nothing said official, right? But I think Jameis is, I mean, you don't, well, you don't give him a one-year $12 million contract to sit in the bench. Well, True. look at the Raiders giving that contract to Mariota last year. Yeah, week. but that's different. Restructure. No, that's that's different. Oh, I, but I think, but. Well, yeah, you, I think Jameis is, Jameis is the starter. Yeah. However, I like where you're thinking is going though Yankel because if he comes in as backup and Jameis into week five week six is just continuing with his turnovers you have a guy that's that's already worked for 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 Sean and and it works out so I like I like I like your brain of thought absolutely I have no problem they're kind of almost the same guy you know cool I think cool in regards to to the way they play I think Jameis and Teddy guy who can run has an arm fits the system now, Jameis, he's a, historically, he's an interception machine. He'll give you seven touchdowns and six picks, right? I don't think Teddy's had an opportunity. He's one of those guys that you just kind of feel for because didn't he get drafted by Minnesota? He did. And that's what I was going to say that I think Minnesota, he did have good teams. He had stacked teams. If if you put, you know, I, I don't like Jameis as a quarterback completely. His turnovers are just ridiculous. But and I hate to argue, but I feel Jameis and Teddy are actually as polar opposites as they get, to be honest, because I feel Teddy is a very con- he's a a, a a poor man's version of Alex Smith. You know, Alex, Smith, he's a very oh. accurate quarterback, but even more limited than Alex Smith. He's mobile, 
but less limited, more less mobile than Alex Smith. So Jameis Winston, he is mobile. That's that he is a little bit mobile, but he's a he's a gunslinger. He is a guy that's going to go for that 40, 50 yard bomb all day long, which is why he gets so many interceptions. You you put him with Sean Payton. The hot take. I, I know I didn't put them in the playoffs last week, but if if Jameis Winston figures out his interception, he could be an above five thousand yard passer, especially with that seventeen games. Jameis can Jameis for some reason was number one. You know he had he was number one for a reason. He has the arm. He's never had the brains really. That's been the issue of a quarterback because you you got to be smarter at that. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, very eat those dis- W's. <laughs> that very disturbing W eating is, is just ridiculous. But I, I, Jameis and Teddy, I, I do believe they're extremely different. I, I rather go with the ceiling of Jameis than how, how uh, Josh mentioned that Teddy, you know what you're going to get. And to me, you're going to get six wins. You, you know, know Charlie, if, if it, you convinced me. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. All right. Okay. Well, one final thing before we transition over. Uh, there was not much. To mention this week there wasn't a lot one quick little note the espn it, it's supposed to be rumored that the doubleheader on monday nights for opening week are actually going to be gone only one monday night considering that they're going to get a doubleheader at the end of the year with playoff implications us and niner raider fans how do we feel about that because it almost felt like it was our it was it was our game time i guess maybe not for you yanko because it sucks since you have to stay up really late <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but it was pretty special. No, you know, you knew you knew your Raiders, or at least I knew my Niners might play, and it was just our time, week one. But then I hated waiting for that game too. So I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys think? Is it? And I know it's not too much news, but just a little bit of, of conversation there. I would get upset because I would have to wait a whole weekend uh, of football to watch the Raiders play till Monday, and then it was the late game. And yeah. I'm not complaining. And yeah, we got the spotlight for the Monday night game. It's always good when your team plays Monday night, right? Uh, the whole focus. But I don't even think they would like cover a lot because it was a double header. And so it was the bad commentators like, too. They would tell oh, like, cool. about that. set that one and then let's send the other one and then cool. Yeah. So in a way, I think it's cool because it, it kind of spotlights the game a little bit better for that Monday night uh, team that is playing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You, Yanko? Same, man. I, I did get an opportunity to go... Three years ago, I think, it was Beast Mode was still on the team Monday night against the Rams. Opening drive, Raiders score, Beast Mode punches it in. I mean, everyone's going crazy at the stadium, right? Like, whoa, the Raiders on the Rams. I mean, the Rams are supposed to be Sean McVay, blah, blah, blah. And for that brief commercial (laughs) interlude, it was glorious. And then, you know, but... Yeah, man, I hated it because there's there's been some times that I have family members, uh, friends that get together opening weekend of NFL and everyone's team is playing except the Raiders, you know, and like you said, I would stay up till 12, one in the morning watching it and I'm grumpy, see it grumpy, grumpy. Yeah, the next, and then they, they let's be completely honest, guys, when did they win a Monday night game? <laughs> I, I don't even remember. So the next day, not did only they beat I, the Broncos that, they that did. Josh Jacobs one? Because I remember fantasy. They, I was like, they spanked the Broncos. Yeah, I remember that one. But that's they it. They, they really don't. They really don't. They, they, uh, yeah. So <laughs> not only am I like sleep deprived, but I'm moody because the Raiders lost. They're 0 and 1 most of the time. Yeah, the Josh Jacobs one and everything else. And yeah. it was super exciting. I remember one Monday night. I don't know if you remember Adrian Seabass hit like a 
63-yard field goal in Denver, tying the NFL record. He did. That was pretty cool. He did. That was that was a while back ago. I think that was in the yeah, that was, era. That was a while back. So good memories. Happy to have it on on Sundays. Absolutely. I, I I'm I'm want to think. I, I love I love Mondays. But I agree with you guys. I hate waiting, especially week one when you've been waiting for six months to watch your team and everyone gets to see it before you. But it's Monday Night Football. Once I, I we we do agree that once the Monday comes around, it's super exciting. When you're like, all right, at least my team's gonna play. That's awesome. Wait until it's also gonna help the CYJ podcast. It sure is. It sure at least is. That Monday night. We are we are cooking some stuff, guys. Uh, both for the draft for Monday nights. We got some pretty cool stuff coming. So hold on tight, or what did it say? Hold on to your butts because we're coming. <laughs> all right, so let's transition over. As we mentioned, there there hasn't been much, so we're gonna try to do it. We're we're, we're really thinking outside the box it's draft season guys right so we're trying to get into this whole draft we're trying to just get excited so today's going to be a lot about it's going to be basically a what if on steroids what does that mean what we're about to do next is we're we are going to read or we're going to draft basically to the, the the draft order of this year's draft one through 32 whatever order it is but we're going to tweak it a little what we're going to do is we're going to have a pool of players that involves all the players in the nfl since the year 2016 so if they were drafted in 2016 2017 2018 2019 2020 or 2021 so what does that mean any player that was in those draft classes is fair game with that in mind we what we tried to do is tweak it based off the needs of these specific teams in this draft so and, and it, let's keep it's hard. Mind. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's hard when you when you have that many years, and you look at all the players that came through and all the players that are picked. Just merely the first round. Gosh, oh the my! The first goodness. round, there are so many players that I I don't even know who they are anymore. Maybe at the time when I was watching the draft, like, oh yeah, that guy from this college or that guy from yeah university, he's going to be this and that. Mm -hmm. Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and the NFL Network, Rich Eisen are hyping them up. And back then, Mike Mayock (laughs) was was giving his take on on the draft. But then you, you look back and it's like, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that was my word. Specifically, did you notice the 20, what was it, 2018 draft? I think was the one that I was like, oh, God. I, I had to break everything down. Like if I were going to make a PowerPoint. Oh, uh, that does a lot of those. I do. Uh-huh. But some of these names, guys, I mean, and when what we're about to roll into, and I want to uh, give the audience a little bit of my thought process feedback. I'm not considering the the effect it would have, the players I plugged into where they're going, I'm not considering the effect it would have of who they are now. So like, let's say for uh, just an example, okay? Just an example, just to give some, some uh, foreshadowing to what we're about to do. I don't have Dak Prescott with the Cowboys. Oh, you don't? I don't. However, it's based on the need of the of this this current year right now okay what do the teams have and then i went back so you're saying like the cowboys don't like their need is still quarterback because you don't believe in prescott it's kind of what you're saying right no no no. the the need they right now the cowboys don't need a quarterback because they just signed him 
Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yes, 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 yes. So I I moved him on a, to a team based on the last. What did we say up to 2016? Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Based on the draft, and I moved him and plugged him into a team today who does need a quarterback. Correct. So Correct. this is basically this is strictly just needs. Yes. What do they need, and what I thought based on the last five years. Correct. Would fit. So, so just so you guys understand, because that's where it gets a little controversial. You might think, well, you're drafting Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes isn't the Chiefs. They obviously don't need a quarterback. So again, these are basically this is all just fantasy. We're just trying to we're just trying to open up our minds here, get creative. Basically, imagine that there's six years worth of clones of these players that we already know. They're fitting into the needs of right now. So, all right, guys, let's get started. The Jacksonville Jaguars are now on the clock. Yanko, I'm pretty sure you and me are going to go unanimous here. Of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, it's Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, no. Jason Hill, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. Right, Patrick, right. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Honestly. Mahomes. Who wouldn't take him? And I don't think we need to elaborate on that one. No, no. Uh, our it, moderator, Josh, what do you think? I would stick with Trevor Lawrence. And, and, and oh. let's... let's Okay, Josh, real quick, you're gonna you're gonna give us you're gonna give us grades, all right? Just quick grades, but because right now it's obviously we're on the same channel, me and Yanko, but we're gonna start drifting apart. So I want you to give us yay or nay, you know, tied, you know, because you are the moderator here. Though where you do feel strong, Josh, throw in your yes, yes, yes. Throw in your like I would take so and so. So were yes. you being sarcastic, Trevor Lawrence? No, for real. I will go Trevor over Patrick. Mahomes? Oh my God. Okay, so oh, wait, wait. I, had, I had a hard time wrapping this up, okay? And, and that's probably why, okay? Because I know we're playing hypotheticals here. Uh-huh. But in, in my eyes, it, it, it's more realistic than anything. I'm not saying that Trevor's better than Patrick. No, that's not what I'm saying. Then you're but ruining I, the game. But, I, but I'm saying, okay, I'm saying coming out of college. Coming no, no, out no, no. of college. Right no, 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 no. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Coming out that of college, sense. if you have Patrick and you have Trevor... Who are you gonna get? No, yeah, you're gonna get Trevor. You're gonna get Trevor. Yeah. So that's what I'm basing my argument on. Oh, because okay. let's be let's be real, guys. And I don't want to spoil this game, but 30 out of 32 teams will draft who? Trevor. Trevor. No, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, we're oh, playing oh, the hypothetical. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. If we're yes. playing the hypothetical the hypothetical game. Patrick Mahomes will go in 30 of these next 32 teams. Who are the two? So giving the Jacksonville Jaguars where they are, the that's where we go, Trevor. <laughs> the Bears and the Bucks. Apparently, they didn't want him. <laughs> It would go with Mitchell. So yes. So A for both of you because it's Patrick. Okay, cool. Agreed. So remember, and, and just so 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 we kind of get in this idea. I like the way you're thinking, Josh. We are focusing on the player right now. So that's that's what we want to, and that's why we're kind of doing this. Just to all right. So we're same Jets. Same. Number two. Number two. Jets. The Jets. Deshaun Watson. Josh Allen. Whoa. Pre pre accusations. So so Charlie, you went. Deshaun Watson. And Yanko went Josh Allen. Yes. Okay. I would, I'm sorry to tell you, gentlemen, but uh, you both get a big fat F. What? Because what? the Jets have been a turntable of quarterback, and those two quarterbacks you just named would have been disgusting overreaches right now. They would have wow. ruined them. Wow. So who, who, okay. Who, did, who, Mr. F, you don't even let us, you're not even going to let us pass? <laughs> what? <laughs> So, so you you're saying a D plus, you know, I'm not even going to bash on Yanko's pick because I don't mind it. Okay. And, why and, would and you I, go to Sean? Let's try game, game changer, game changer. Game what changer. he's done with the Houston Texans, 
terrible organization, he's still been able to win except last season. That's why I think he would change the Jets immediately. Gotcha. Yanko. Size, can and arm, uh, can run away. I know Deshaun can. However, to me, the biggest factor was he played at Wyoming where it was cold and weather was there. New York Jets open uh, arena. He's used to the climate. He's used to the environment. He could probably off the top fit a little better because of his surroundings and the weather element. I like Very it. Well. I like so it. So I don't, I don't, I, okay. I'm going to move along a little bit quicker because we can spend hours on this. Yes. If not, so number three goes to Niners. Who would you guys get? <laughs> Go for it, Carlos. That's Just, Justin Herbert. Shocker. Shocker. Uh, Yanko. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay, so you kind of flipped them in yeah. a way. Yeah, okay. and that's just that's pre pre accusations. That's just because. Yeah, no, um, no, no, and no, we've forget, talked about it. I don't yeah, need to no, explain no, no, Deshaun. No, no, no. I think so, both both of you guys get a name. They they're both great great picks. So in my they draft, both work out. In my draft, Josh Allen has fallen. By the way. Okay. Oh. I, so there you go. What about okay. number four? Number four, Atlanta. My, you go first now, Yanko. Justin Herbert. Whoa! So <laughs> okay. I am. I, so the, I'm going a different first defensive player off the board. Um, I believe they don't need that need right now isn't quarterback. I'm going to go Joey Bosa from the 2016 draft, defensive okay. game changer. And I, I want to throw out there that I did keep in mind the what we said last week about sometimes you don't draft the player that's agreed that you need. You get the best available athlete or overall. I'm, and this is also uh, going along the lines that I think Matt Ryan is towards the end. He's a great guy. Justin Herbert sits. He learns. He moves on. Heck, imagine that scenario. Dude, absolutely. Oh my gosh. The Falcons are set. I mean, they don't have rings to show for it, but if you're a fan, that's awesome. Heck yeah, yeah I like it. It's, it's a, yeah, that, I mean, that's, you can't go wrong with either player. So both of you guys provide a valid points. So both of you guys get A's. Uh, here comes another dumpster fire of a franchise. Bengals <laughs> at number five. I'm going to throw you guys off on this one quickly. Quentin Nelson. The issue with the Cincinnati Bengals have been that Joe Burrow just cannot pre- is protected. Atrocious offense. Atrocious offensive line. Don't go, you don't go sexy here because it's, because the Bengals are going to continue to fail. You go Quentin Nelson. You he's protect. probably the best guard right now. Absolutely. Nelson. Best, best, and he's best, awesome at Madden, too. You know what, Josh? I am going to – yes, he is. I'm going to go out and say <laughs> – that Quentin Nelson is the best offensive line player right now in the NFL. I could see that. <laughs> Although I think tackle is probably a harder position to play yes. maybe than guard. Yes. But yeah, he's yes. definitely one of the top five offensive linemen right now. Yes. Yanko, you seem to be having an amusing time. What do you say for the dumpster fire of the Bengals? Quentin Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bro. Okay, guys. We, wow. we, we never – We okay, guys, just quick. We, did, wow. we, did, we didn't share. We did we it. Did, we did it. We did. This it. was on. This was on the fly. So kudos. Everything for you. You, that you Charlie both, said. You both get A pluses. How about that? Woo-hoo-hoo! That's cool. <laughs> so I now like we it. go to number six, Miami Dolphins. I think they need a wide receiver. Okay. Who are you picking, Yinko? To uh, DK Metcalf. I'm going to continue with defense wins championships, and I'm going to go Jalen Ramsey. I believe a stud cornerback mm-hmm. that could take down one side of the field will okay. immediately make Tua's job easier. Because he doesn't have to be reaching for too many scores. He has to just score enough to win. Nice. Nice thing about DK Metcalf. There was seven wide receivers picked before him. And I think NFL teams today would reconsider all of it. 
Absolutely. Uh, cough, Justin Please. Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, great pick. Uh, I see both of you guys' points. Let's go with a B. That way you guys feel a little salty. Just to create ah, contribution. man. Uh, number seven, Detroit Lions. Another dumpster fire of a franchise. This one, this one was hard for me because I'm not. You have a, a lot of needs. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> and here's the thing: you, you traded for Jared Goff. I don't like Jared Goff, but you traded for him, so that means you're gonna you're gonna move forward with him for a little while. It wouldn't make sense to get another quarterback. I feel. So I would try to go stack the defense. Aaron Donald gave him a chance to survive. So what I would do is I would go get myself one of the best outside rushers, Miles Garrett. Okay. okay. What about you, Yanko? I went offense. Uh, to help Jared Goff, one of the, they had Kenny Galladay leave. Uh, I don't know anyone else because I think Marvin Jones left too. Yeah, he did. I think so. So they, I think they need a, a wide receiver. Uh, Kenny Galladay was a big dude. I went Mike Williams, uh, currently with the Chargers, drafted in uh, 2017. Wow! Wow! Reach! Yep. What? Yep. Yinko. Yinko. Size, man. Size. No. He's a good dude. What has he done okay. with the Chargers? Wait, 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 wait. Let me just. There's still Michael Thomas on the board. There's still Tyreek Hill on the board. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. And that's how people get fired. Don't let me run a team then. Okay, so this was pretty easy, guys. Uh, Charlie, you get an A. Yanko, you're not even getting a grader, bro. It's going to show incomplete in your report card. Hey, that's so that's better than an F, bro. That's, that's, that's true. That's true because you still have a chance. <laughs> To redeem let's, yourself. let's proceed with that monstrosity of pick. Uh, number Maybe eight, Carolina the Panthers. There was a trade in my draft with the Carolina Panthers. What the heck? Okay. You're factoring <laughs> trades? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Sorry. All right. Let me clarify. <laughs> Let me clarify. Okay. I look better now. No, 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 no. Watch. <laughs> Hold up. There was a trade as we started this show when I realized that at number eight, I had Kyler Murray going to the to the Carolina Panthers. Oh, but they I just, see what you're saying. Okay, they just traded for Sam Darnold, so it doesn't make sense anymore. Oh, and that's so, I'm the same. So, so, so they traded with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles are now number eight, and the, at number eight, the Eagles pick Kyler Murray in my scenario. So, okay, the, so bra- pa- the Panthers, the, Panthers yeah, the, go with uh, with Kyler Panthers, Murray, and the Panthers go down to number twelve. The Eagles get Kyler Murray at eight. So I'm going okay. Kyler Murray. So I okay. did this before the Sam Darnold trade. I have Lamar Jackson going to Carolina. He's not an overachiever. So I get bonus credit. <laughs> <laughs> so so Charlie went Kyler Murray because of the scenarios. And but Yanko to the went, Eagles. But to the Eagles. But to the Eagles because they, they moved up. And Yanko, you did? I left Carolina at eight and they did Lamar Jackson. Okay. All right. Would you, I, real quick, real quick, Jenko, would you would you have changed it if if I would have the, I would have, have I would have because now they have a, a QB and their their change their needs change now. Cool. Okay. Yeah. It, just, it makes sense. Okay. But then that Those, would throw off the rest of my. So I'm just gonna leave. So it. we're gonna move it along because we're in nine and yep. we still have a ways to go. Number nine, the Denver Broncos. That's Josh, uh, Josh Allen. He falls all the way to number nine. Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could say I, that. I almost feel like Josh Allen falls under the same category as the Bills. Good receivers, good defense, and I think he can get it done. I went I, with I, Josh Allen was already there. Dak Prescott, we talked about it. If he didn't end in Dallas, Denver was a good fit. Dak absolutely. Prescott. Yep. 
I gave you both haste. I'm, I'm feeling excited. Well, here comes a curveball. Hmm? Number, number 10, Dallas Cowboys. What's the problem with the Cowboys? Defense. Gary Jones. No, no de- Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll run but, it. Eddie DeBartolo. <laughs> Meddling owner. No, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go again. Problem with defense. I said the best player on this draft was Joey Bosa. So his brother, Nick Bosa, goes with the Cowboys. I can see that. What about you, Inko? Dallas Cowboys lost a lot of cornerbacks uh, recently and this year, too. So they draft Marshawn Lattimore at uh, number 10 for cornerback. I know he's in trouble right now. Erasing his, uh, Erasing his legal yeah. issues. So, uh, issues. Real quick. So, uh, Yankel, just uh, no controversy, just a quick question. You like Lattimore more than Ramsey? I do. Be- right. for Yes and well, I'll I'll explain. I have Ramsey. Okay, go 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 go. No problem. I'm just maybe it's a fit. Maybe right. it's a fit. It's a so fit. Cool. Okay, they both cool. work. Number eleven, New York Giants. Joey Bosa. Nice. Tyreek Hill expands the offense with the fact that they already got another good receiver in there, Kenny Galladay. You get Tyreek Hill. This offense is now everything Daniel Jones needs to figure out if you need to get another quarterback or not. Joey okay. Bosa because uh, they they got some receivers this offseason. Uh, they need to build for the future. Defense, Joey Bosa. Yeah, I'm probably um, getting way too many receivers anyway. So I right. think um, Yanko wins this round. Uh, Yanko A, Charlie a C. I can see that, yeah. Uh, okay, so Charlie, you did this crazy scenario. Uh, so now number 12 is actually Philadelphia or the Eagles. But you did a swap. And Yanko, you kept the Eagles where they're at. So what do you shoot? I, I stayed Philly at 12 and they get Calvin Ridley. Okay. okay. Wide cool. receiver. How about you, Charlie? Who's your, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am actually gonna go. So if you're gonna if you're gonna bank on Sam Darnold, you mentioned it, Yank earlier in, in USC. He didn't have a good offensive line. What was the best tackle in the draft last season? Tristan Wirfs would go to Philadelphia this I mean Carolina in this draft. Makes sense. Very well. Both ace, good addressing needs. Number 13, Ale Chajas. <laughs> Offensive tackle, you got to protect your quarterback, uh, Ronnie Staley, Stanley, Ronnie Stanley. Okay. So I like that pick. I think they've already beefed it up, so I don't think it's a need, but I think that's a luxury, and it makes that team awesome. I am actually going to go on defense because I still feel they could get better, and I would go to Forrest Buckner to beef up that interior line and make that just a havoc to play with. Joey Are Bosa we- and Bo- Buckner. Woo! If that happened, Scary. I would petition for the Raiders to go to another <laughs> division. To, to the XFL. No, not tampoco, eh? Tampoco. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I could see that. Uh, good, good later. Uh, 14, Minnesota Vikings. Defense Minnesota. is a problem. Uh, yeah. Defense is a problem. Uh-huh. Denzel Ward, cornerback, would be in Minnesota. I okay. also thought defense is a problem, but I went safety, Jamal Adams. Nice. I'm impressed, guys. You guys have expanded your juices for addressing needs and addressing. Good GM cap, except the Mike Williams Yanko. I'm gonna hold you to Look, that. Mike Williams that was terrible. He, that was there. terrible, bro. You know it's what? The Lions, I, dude. I picked okay. the Lions would pick. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. With you, Yanko. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with Yanko. I don't even feel that if we kept going all seven rounds, I would pick Mike Williams. See, here's uh, the thing. I'm gonna be completely transparent with you guys. I forgot about Michael Thomas. There were so <laughs> many. There were so many picks. <laughs> well, at least you're honest because it would have been by things. sheer emotion. And, and, and you know, you know what, Yanko? In more than one occasion, I was like, ah, oh, damn. And right now with the whole trade, I'm actually trying to figure this out as we're going because I, I'm losing a guy that I keep moving now because of the whole <laughs> trade. 
All so right. we're almost halfway there. Yeah, right. We're talking about five years worth of picks, so yeah. yeah. Number 15, New England Patriots. This is where my first curveball comes in, or I guess I've had a few of those, but like a major curveball. I'm going to go with an unproven guy who hasn't played a snap in the NFL yet. Best player, best coach to coach him, Bill Belichick drafts Trevor Lawrence at number 15. Oh, that okay. makes sense. Okay. Yankles? I consider that they're keeping Cam, the offensive side of the ball. He looks set. So I went with TJ Watt. For their defense. Ooh, I forgot about TJ. That's actually really good. Ooh, I like that. I'm still, like that. I'm still a little okay. So for for your sake, Charlie, it took 15 rounds or 15 picks for Trevor Lawrence for the first player of this year's draft to show its ugly face. Yes. And Yankel still has yet to mention any player from this draft. So yeah. we're 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 gonna dive in. Okay, now we're halfway there. Number 16, the Cardinals. All right, so obviously they're in the offseason. They've tried to fix the whole defense. They've done everything they can to fix this defense. I feel you have a beast a quarterback with Kyler Murray. You got D-Hop playing. You, you got A.J. Green. That could be a little bit argumentative. You got Edmonds. What they're missing is a beast tight end. So I go get myself the fifth-round pick, George Kittle, to the Arizona Cardinals, and they are just one explosive offense now. Wow. There you go. Good old George. Go. I went with cornerback Jalen Ramsey they've like they're kind of supporting Kyler right now in the offseason you need a defense you've got good quarterbacks debatable for San Francisco right now but there's a lot of weapons Jalen Ramsey cornerback they need they need defense right now shut it down I like very nice I like it number 17 before I tell you who it is I'm gonna make the pick because (laughs) number 17 I would go Chase Young um that's good Addressing a, a need that has not been alleviated since Khalil Mack left. That's just my eyes. Uh, Charlie Yanko, what say you? Number 17, of course, we're talking I'll about go, the Raiders. I'll go, I'll go last because it's your team. Go ahead, Yanko. I actually went with Rokon Smith at linebacker. We haven't had a stud linebacker in such a long time. We, Rokon Smith has done great in, in Chicago. I would tell you great pick, but I would actually either go Devin Bush or White from the Bucks. So I'm going to up both of you. I actually I completely agree that inside linebacker would be the pick, but I'm going to pick Fred Warner. Fred Warner is better than all those three guys that you guys mentioned. He's the best. There's another guy. Yeah. There's a best middle linebacker I, in the NFL right now. So asterisk, I called Josh uh, before the pod and I said, hey, man, is there a way that Las Vegas can pick a whole defense? Because. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was like, well, they need this and they need that. And well, let's be real, Yankel. You would probably go all seven rounds on defense for the Raiders. You would. Oh, my right. gosh. Terrible. Yeah. All so, right. moving on. All ace because we all hit on defense. Uh, 18, the Dolphins. Yet again. Yep. See, so here, uh, once again, the, the Dolphins already got their defender with Jalen Ramsey in my draft. So, here, they're going to get another feature to help uh, Tua, you know, get going. So who do you go get? You get one of the best ever to play fantasy football. You go get Christian McCaffrey, and this offense is doing everything they can to make sure Tua can progress in the NFL. Solid. Solid. I, I'm i defensive-minded, man. I actually have them picking Miles Garrett. Okay. I like it, though. Good they pick, got though. Josh Allen in the, there. They've got whoever gets New, New York. Their defense needs to be stacked. I like it very well. I like the gold valid picks, both ace 19. Uh, the WFT team, okay. Uh, this this player is going to get picked here, and I feel he's going to fall under the same circumstances that he is in Baltimore already. 
a very good defense, and he doesn't have to do much in the passing game, just enough with the running. Lamar Jackson goes at number 19 to the WFT. All right. I also went QB. Quarterback. I, I, went, I also went QB for the Washington football team, but I picked Joe Burrow. Oh. Okay. I think I like he, he, he balled out in college. It started to look like he was going to do great in the trash team in Cincy. If you have a supportive defense, Joe Burrow, I think, does good in Washington. So just for the record, guys, uh, I'm not trying to I know where controversy you're going. here. I know you're going. But we're already 19 picks in, and the guy who is like gaga over has not even drafted him and now has gotten Joe Burrow instead of Trevor Lawrence. That's you, Yanko, my friend. But let's proceed. Hey, I, well, I, I I'll thought you were going to. I th- I'll mention it after, but I thought that they were going to say something else. But okay. Number 20, Chicago Bears. You're going to give me an F. Carson Wentz. No doubt. Awesome quarterback. <laughs> no, wait. Is there something less than an F? Because yeah. I picked Baker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Josh, Josh, put your feelings aside. Would Carson you rather? Wentz. Yeah, Carson <laughs> Wentz. Okay, would you rather the Bears go Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even no comment to that monstrosity of a pick. But it's it's your guys' show. Uh, I'm gonna flunk you both. Well, <laughs> at least Mayfield. Well, I mean, you address quarterback situation for Chicago. We address so beasts. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's a I fair like point. It. It's better. Fair point. Hey, it's better than Mitch. Uh, yeah, number yeah. twenty-one. The uh, the Indy Colts. <laughs> so they have a good. They got. They already have a good uh, team. They brought in an awesome quarterback in Carson Wentz. So what they're going to do is they're going to go get themselves a stud wide receiver one in Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I actually win Carson Wentz. I like uh, it. This wow. is where, like I said before, like what in there? I just think, well, whatever. Carson Wentz. Very well. Number 22. So he, he, he drafted Carson Wentz to assist Carson Wentz. That's cool. He got a cologne he, to back him up. Dude, that's genius. If Carson Wentz goes down, you got Carson Wentz. Which that's is going to be very often. the future. Just saying. Yeah, but when Carson uh, Wentz comes back, it's okay because you got Carson Wentz there. <laughs> they donate wow. each other ACLs. Yeah. 22, Tennessee Titans. Devin White, inside linebacker, joins the Tennessee Titans to help a team that doesn't need much help on offense. They have their run game. They're not going to change. You get the equivalent to 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 Derrick Henry, but at the linebacker position. Nice. Yeah, go. I also thought uh, along the same lines as Charlie. However, because they got Bud Dupree in the offseason, I thought they were okay there. I think they need a weapon. Corey Davis left. I went Justin Jefferson. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, 23, the lowly Jets once again. So I'm actually surprised now that I'm looking back at it. I believe he fell quite a bit. Um, Chase Young. Chase Young falls to the New York Jets. And I think now with what they're building, this team is going to be very good because you got to steal with Chase Young at this moment. Yanko. Here it comes. <laughs> well. Oh, God. I, Brace yourself. Brace I yourselves. Is... Uh... <laughs> I also picked Chase Young. <laughs> All right. Nice. Good job, this my is, friend. This is a little freaky, so I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Number 24, Pittsburgh Steelers. We're two-thirds in. Yes. Pittsburgh we, Steelers. Uh, goes from Cincinnati to, to Pittsburgh. I'm going to go. They they replace him after this year. You get Joe Burrow in there to back up Big Ben. Okay. 
Mr. Yinko, what say you? Goldilocks, Trevor Lawrence. Wow. Wow. So they still get their guy. But wait, but they already have Mahomes. Oh, no, it's Pittsburgh. No. Wrong one. 24 Wrong one. picks, Yinko. Wow. Dude, I like it. If, I like if, it. If I've stood on anything in this podcast is what I've seen. That's my whole basis against Justin Herbert. Okay. Okay, Yinko. So. But this is a new coach with a new trying to make his new print. He's bringing everything new in. He has. But yet you went Justin Herb. You drafted oh, Justin coach. Herbert it's before, and then you went to Trevor Lawrence later. <sighs> that, that let's. Proceed. I think he fit, he he fits the model of what Big Ben does. Mm. All right, 25, 25. Come Jacksonville on. Jaguars. Uh, you guys probably won't like the pick, but I feel that if they already got their, they're getting, they're obviously going to get their guy. I mean, they have Patrick Mahomes. So you bring a stud running back. So I'm going to go Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott comes down. He's a really good running back. He just, he's had some issues at the end, but he was a stud. Yanko, what say you? We're, we're in Miami, right? We're in Jacksonville. No, Jacksonville. 25. Miami, 25. yeah, Miami 25, was like got it. five picks ago. Man, that's because I've, anyway, I got mixed up on my Excel spreadsheet. Oh, my PowerPoint good, failed me. I actually picked uh, run CMC. Oh, okay. wow. Good job. And he it fell. fell a little, but it yeah. fell a little. He's the only running back that I think. Wow, really? I'm going three running backs in the first round, but cool. All right, number 26. 26, Cleveland Browns. We agree that their offense is lit. They're good to go on that. There's not much to do there. They, they're good to go. So on defense, I'm going to get a stud safety who's a game changer, free safety. Minka Fitzpatrick comes in and gets all sort of turnovers for this team. Yanko. Uh, I actually put George Kittle there because okay. and Joku is upset. They got Ooh. I forget who they got to replace him. I put George Kittle to help uh, the offense, and now you've got George oh Kittle, OBJ, God. Jarvis Landry, and Dang, Austin man. and Austin Hooper. That's yeah. the kind of just emulating what the what the Pats are doing. Hey, I, I picked the Browns to try to go pretty. Far. I do, yeah. So you and me both. I, I like it. I like it. I like Number it. Number twenty-seven, Baltimore Ravens. So they got a stud running back who just runs like crazy, right? So what if you included a running back that is just as electric? Alvin Kamara comes here, and Alvin Kamara running the read option with Lamar Jackson? Oh, my God. That is a, that is a good point. I Can't played go. to the strength of the Ravens on defense, and I have DeForest Buckner going to Baltimore. All right. Nice. I like it. We're almost done. We're wrapping up 28, the New Orleans Saints. So my second rookie, or soon-to-be rookie, comes off the board. And the New Orleans Saints, with an awesome coach in Sean Payton, get the guy to back up Jameis Winston for the season in Zach Wilson. Mm, nice. I also went QB, but I went Kyler Murray. Wow, he fell okay. quite a bit. It's crazy. There's a ton nice. of quarterbacks, man. Yeah, no, 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 I agree, bro. It's, this, is, yeah. this is hard. This is hard. Especially in this year's draft. Number yeah. 29, the, the Green Bay Packers. All right, so this was a dilemma because obviously the Packers made a mistake last year by drafting a quarterback in the first round. They should have gone, <laughs> and they didn't. Now they reivindicate themselves, and they get CeeDee Lamb at number 29. Ooh, that's a good nice. one. Nice. I, I went based on what I saw last of the Packers, and they were getting eaten up on their offensive line. So I'm showing a little love to a fellow Raider. I'm putting Colton Miller and Green Bay. Oh, that's okay. an underrated one. I like it. Yeah. It, 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 doesn't it almost feel like these end of rounds feels more like an early second? Yep. That's what yeah. it feels like. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Number 30, 
Buffalo Bills. Our favorite boy in Madden, Jamal Adams, joins the Buffalo Bills, and they just – it's the missing link on this already good defense. No need on no need help on offense. I like it. It's kind of crazy if you pair him with Mika Hyde. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yes, it and is. And then they drafted well, Tredavious White, blah, 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 but in yep. off of a subject. Uh, Yanko. I actually thought along the same lines. However, that's where I went Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm, I like it. Okay. You, 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 put, you pair him up with Mika Hyde, and that's awesome. Yeah. Number 31, the Chiefs. Why did the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl? Offensive line. So who do they get? They go get Mr. Pot, Laramie Tunsil, and he is now the future of the blind side of Mr. Mahomes. Nice. I thought the exact same thing, but I went Garrett Bowles offensive tackle. Okay. Not bad. Not bad at all. Mr. Irrelevant. Last but not least, 32 Tampa Bay Bucks. This team has no holes. It really doesn't. So for me, how can you make it even better? You get a stud cornerback to just make this even harder to pass on. Tredavious White at number 32. Nice. I also went defense. I just... Well, for many reasons, but not many, just a few. I went Quinn and Williams, defensive tackle. Okay. I like what he's doing uh, with the Jets. I think he's good. Uh, he can build around. Quinn and Williams, 32. Vera Vea. Nice. Yep. Man, that was fun, man. That was, I, I like it. I like it. Um, Josh, uh, ultimate thoughts. If you had to decide what, what draft won it, I guess, overall. I mean, you probably don't even remember everything. Don't but. hang on, Mike Williams. But that that I, I, mean, Yanko, uh, I I channeled my inner lion, <laughs> my inner Detroit lion. And maybe look, I, I admit it. Maybe I admit I'm prisoner it. in the moment, but I would side with Charlie. <clears throat> Charlie had some questionable picks too, uh, you know. But I think the more questionable one in my eyes was and Yanko. See, I, look, I agree with you, dude. Mike I Williams. totally forgot about Michael Thomas. I probably would have put him there. Anti- I would dare to say that he's a bust. He had, he's in no way, shape, or form yeah, does it justify I, him at number four. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. But hey, hey, I respect you know who else I guts. thought. You know who else I thought, and I didn't put him up here. Oh, crap, his name his name just left. He's the the charger that's always injured, but supposedly he's really Derwin James. Derwin James. Yeah, I thought of him too. I wanted to put him, but I didn't put him because of his injuries. I do have to say that um, you didn't put Tyree Kill either, bro. I man. Lightning in a bottle, man. It's hard. It was hard. And, and I have to I have to clarify. I totally get you, Yanko. I was working on this on Sunday. And I was, oh, God, it was hard because you would put it and then you'd find another play and you're like, oh, damn. And then you forget about the guys that weren't drafted in the first round that were like late round picks. Exactly. That, oh, those are hard. So I understand. It, that. It's going down a rabbit hole, man. That's insane. This easily could have been a two-week segment just on this. Yes. Absolutely. So with that in mind, we've talked a lot about this, this scenario. Let's, let's go ahead and go into the Yanko Yeet. We'll listen to the Yeet for the week, and then we'll come in to the butterfly effect, because I know that's going to be pretty exciting as well. Yanko, it's all yours. Gentlemen, gentle ladies, as I've built up the Yanko Yeet over the years, over the weeks, it's felt like years, right? But over the, over the weeks, that's going to go to the director's cut. Anywho, I found that channeling my inner yeet, my inner anger, sometimes isn't constructive. Sometimes needs a little bit more positivity. And I try to revolve either around the podcast or around football. CYJ is all about football. CYJ is all about the NFL. CYJ is about everything. And one thing that really uh, touched was, at least for the yeet, was fandom last week. 
fandom can't be defined as to who you're a fan of, right? I think I've met one, one person who was a, uh, and because of location and geography or whatever, that was a fan of the Browns. And this guy has been a fan of the Browns through thick and thin. I mean, talk about trying to be a fan of, of who? Up until recently, they, they've been relevant. You might say, well, Yanko, you're biting your tongue. What have the Raiders done? Well, at least with the Raiders, I can stand on Super Bowl wins, history, fandom, and some of the best fans, including the first, one of the first fans inducted into the Hall of Fame was a Raider fan. All, I, we all have something to stand on. I mean, if, it's, if you were born in the city you, were, you love, if you inherited fandom, if you made your own choice, this week's Yankee Yeet isn't about anger, isn't about irritation, isn't about any type of frustration. No, no, no. It's being a fan. We're coming up on, on the draft, and you're going to look at the draft, and hopefully the CYJ podcast has given you some insight as to what a being a fan is, not only on Sundays or when your friends kind of just rile you up on Sundays and come on over and let's watch this and come on over and watch that, or you play fantasy football just to donate some time of friendship or maybe for even some out there, money. Whatever it may be, be your own fan. We got some comments last week, at least I did, about, well, you, you're, you're the optimistic Raider fan. And then there's the pessimistic Raider fan. And then Charlie, who's, is he even in California or where is he? It doesn't matter. Be a fan of who you want to be. Hey, if you want to be a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars, then by all means, go for it. Maybe you were born in 1998, and that's what you saw, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe you became a fan of the Seahawks because you're a bandwagoner, but no one knows you're a bandwagoner, and you just joined it, and now you're there. Heck, you could be a fan of the Buffalo Bills. I know one person, actually, that is a fan of the Buffalo Bills, and it's cool. It's great. Be a fan in your own way. Be a fan by listening to the CYJ podcast. Be a fan for whoever and whatever floats your boat. Be true to yourself, hang in there, and if you find it and run into a buzzsaw with some, someone bullying you for being a fan of, give the CYJ podcast a call. We'll find something to stand on to help you out to defend your fandom. So this week's heat isn't negative, it's more, just be a fan. And even if you wanna be a fan of the Raiders, that's nice. not bad at all. Nice. Next week's heat against Charlie. <laughs> no, bro. I respect you guys for a while. I uh, I uh, respect you guys, man. I like it. I like there it. isn't a lot of football news, and sometimes the Yeet will get a little melancholic. But no, hey, bro. Hey, random. Not bad. Just not bad at bad. all. All right. So we obviously expanded quite a bit on on that one. So we're gonna expand a little bit on the next one. This butterfly effect I mentioned it last week. It's gonna touch you all's little heart. Um, it's gonna open up a a, a, a a lot of wounds. But I also figured that this might get you kind of happy because it's going to make you imagine what could have happened in this week's. Thank you, Yanko. Can you repeat that? Butterfly effect. Thank you, my friend. So what we're going to do for the next couple of minutes, we're going to actually open up a can of worms and dig deep into what would have happened if Tom Brady's pass in the 2001 divisional game against the Oakland then Raiders was actually deemed an incomplete pass. I mean, a fumble and not an incomplete pass. 
guys, I, I have so many notes here. I'm not going to mention everything, but there was so many events that would have transpired right after this. But let's go into that particular year. Let's go into 2001. What happens? Tom Brady loses what happens now. We go on to the NFC and AFC championships. They're just shaking oh. their heads. This is this okay. Is- so so I, I, I am going to be objective. Okay. And I'm not going to go by emotion, even though you've known me for a while, Charlie. And I've told you this thousands of times um, on why I dislike the Patriots. It's not mm-hmm. because they win. It's because of that moment. It's because of that sheer moment. Okay. So I start off by saying this. Uh, we go and face the greatest show on turf. Oh, so you get through the Steelers already, right? We get through the Steelers. Okay. We beat the Steelers. We, we go through the greatest show on turf. That becomes a very high scoring game. Do we win it? I am not sure, but I'm going to let my fan, my fandom uh, say that they beat the Rams in a high scoring affair. Uh, And this starts technically a dynasty. Why am I going to say dynasty? Because if we forget the year before the Raiders made it to the AFC championship and they faced a transcended defense in the Baltimore Ravens. They did. And, and I have mentioned this before too. Uh, this was Gruden's uh, crescendo piece because it was a good offense, a great offense, a top five offense going against the top defense and the top defense won. And more often than not, yes, top defense wins, right? Uh, but they had gone to AFC Championship. They lost to the Ravens 16-3. Following year is tuck rule, okay? The Raiders go to the Super Bowl. Following year, they go to the Super Bowl and they face the Buccaneers. Now, I'm not saying that would have happened. That, oh, okay, that's, what, sure. that's what I'm trying oh, so to say. You're, you're saying how it's kind of going up. And right. Okay, okay. Right. All the pieces come back. Uh, and, and, and as a matter of fact, in 2002, they went out and they went for the works. They went to go get themselves Bill Romanowski. They went to go get John Perella. They went to uh, go get uh, Rod Woodson. So that team was was stacked. They had Jerry Rice, which was on the twilight of his career, but it was a great tandem with Tim Brown. So I'm saying all the pieces were there. It wasn't a very aging team. They had a very solid offensive line with Lincoln Kennedy and Barrett Robbins, the idiot that got drunk and didn't show up to the Buccaneers game, but that's another point. So they had a solid team, and Rich Gannon was playing great. Charlie Garner was playing great. Tyron Whitley was. was playing great. So you already had the pieces. All you had to do is Al Davis just make him happy, win, and, and this would go on, on a run. I'm not saying they would have won multiple Super Bowls, but they would have been relevant instead of that post uh, shabackle of, of the losing the Super Bowl and just gone in a hiatus. They would have been relevant for the next years and perhaps would have found the heir apparent to Rich Gannon. Absolutely. I, I like, I like where you're headed, bro. I really do. I'm going to, I'm going to defer with a few little tweaks. I'm going to tweak it a little bit. So I like what you're saying of how they were tweaking the right way. I feel that winning a game in those kind of conditions was ultimately going to be a big win, but new England wasn't as big of a team back then anyway. So it wasn't going to be, you know, you think nowadays you're like, Oh, they beat new England in the playoffs. Well, new England wasn't a big deal back then anyway. So what ultimately happens? I feel they actually lose against Pittsburgh in the NFC, AFC championship anyway. I think the AFC championship ends up being Pittsburgh against the Rams. And in this scenario, the Rams greatest show on turf, they conclude their little, uh, their little dynasty, I guess they had. And that's the final year that they win it. 
But it brings me to the 2003 season because in the 2003 season, I think the team to beat now in the AFC becomes the Raiders. You mentioned it. They're kind of trending in the right direction. John Gruden, even though he lost, he didn't lose by anything controversial. So this team's fine. This team's headed in the right directions. They're headed. They're good. But think of this. Think of it this way. Uh, Gruden is no longer going to be traded. He is not going anywhere. He's not going to go anywhere, so he will be the coach of the Raiders. Now, this is the Gruden of the 2000 early era, not the Gruden right. of now. This this Gruden was a good coach. Innovative. You know what, what does that mean? There's a big there's a big tweak here. If Gruden doesn't leave the Raiders, Gruden doesn't get to Tampa. If Tampa isn't coached by Gruden, Tampa doesn't win the Super Bowl that year. Well, if you guys remember, do you guys remember who actually lost to the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship of 2003? Of that season? I'll let you guys know. 2002 season. Eagles. No, sir. You're talking the year of the Super Bowl that Tampa Bay won to the Super Bowl? That's correct. In the in the AFC Championship? In the, NFC, in the Champions. NFC, NFC Championship? It was Philadelphia, wasn't it? Bro, it was my 49ers. The Niners, what? the week the week before, Jeff Garcia led the Niners into a miraculous comeback against the New York Giants. Look it up, guys. If you guys get the yeah, chance. Yeah, Terrell Owens. Wasn't that the Terrell Owens catch? That's the crazy play at the end of the game where the, the Giants were going to win it with the field goal. They shank. They don't shake it. They they, they shank the, the snap. The tight end goes down the field. They throw it. It's pass interference. They call, the, the, the refs call it off. And Steve Mariucci is called for saying, well, so much for that. So what does that tell you? Niners are now in the Super Bowl because they're the best team in the NFC. Okay, wait, wait. So you're saying hypothetical here, right? Yes. Okay, so 2002, it was Buccaneers versus Philadelphia. What do you mean Buccaneers versus Philadelphia? It, oh, but like how it happened, right? Like how it happened. The, the AFC Championship was um, the Titans versus the Raiders. And then mm-hmm. on the other side was Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia. Was it Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia? It was, it was Tampa Bay. Yeah, because so, that's so, year they went to the Super Bowl. So that's the so then the Niners lost to the Bucks in the divisional. I I think because I, don't, I think you're getting I, I don't it confused. Recall. Maybe that's going to be a director's cut because I am almost sure that the Niners lost to the Bucks in the NFC Championship. No, it was no? Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay, so a divisional. Okay, so I'm going to go to regardless. I okay. feel with the team that the Niners had then would have transcended all the way to the Super Bowl. At that moment, you have Jeff Garcia playing his best years because that team got stomped by the Bucks. They got stomped. But they were just rolling that year. So what do you get? You get the Battle of the Bay Super Bowl. You get the Raiders facing off against the Niners. I'm going to pull off what Adrian said. Josh said, I'm not going to go too too controversial and say that either one could have won. I think either one could have won. But in this scenario, the Niners win the Super Bowl. But this makes a huge spin down the road. Why? Philadelphia doesn't get Terrell Owens because if you guys remember, Terrell Owens left 49ers because of the whole issue with Jeff Garcia. They couldn't get along, blah, blah, blah. The Eagles never become what they become because T.O. was huge for this team. And the Raiders ultimately get their win the following year against, uh, for, against I forgot who it was. But anyway, that's my take on that. I think the Niners actually beat the, Ra- the, the Raiders in the Super Bowl because of the fact that Gruden doesn't end up in Tampa Bay. The, it's... Needless to say that the butterfly effect that that one play has is, I think, sometimes underestimated. Why do I say that? Because look at how many teams you guys just talked about. How many things could have been effective as to the what if. Now, is there a, uh, a dark spot in my fandom heart 
for that game. Yeah, totally. I think Josh did a fantastic job on hitting on it as a Raider fan and kind of just looking from it from a perspective that isn't emotional. But hear me out. That could not have been the first time that that happens in the football game. So I did a little digging and some resources I was able to kind of just collectively put it together. And at least four times that year, that similar play had happened. Not against Raiders, Patriots, but in general. My beef with it is refs need to be completely uh, consistent. You're calling it in the playoffs. You're calling it in one of the biggest game. Because after that game, you you could consider that, you know, the Patriots go on and win the three Super Bowls and then so on and so forth afterwards. I would call them the three tainted ones because of of that. Absolutely. However, however it's it's in the snow. They're they're playing their hearts out. Charles Woodson, kudos to him because if he makes that play and they win the Super Bowl, what effect does that have and accelerate his Hall of Fame dumb fameage, whatever? <laughs> Not only for for him, but for his career. Is he a two Super Bowl winner? Does he come back to the Raiders after he goes to the Packers? Does he even go to the Packers? Who knows? We're talking about key players. Rich Gannon. uh, All the players that that Josh said that were affected, that were in the prime of their their careers. Now, it's hard to to think that the Patriots... uh, Get a don't get usually get away with things, right? So we've got Deflategate, you've got the video scandal, and time and time again, you can you can put things on it. And this is just what seems to be the beginning of a lot of other shady calls or a lot of other things that the Patriots do as an organization. There was a poll ran uh, recently, and this would happen when the there was an interview that where they interviewed Tom Brady and they asked him directly, right? What did what do you think happened? And he thought it was a fluke call that it shouldn't have been a fumble. He's always going to say that it got him his career started, so on and oh, so yeah. forth. If the Raiders win that game, it's a field goal, right? Who was the? It was it Vinatieri who kicked that field goal through? Yes. Yep. I mean, the ripple effect it has, or the butterfly effect it has on Vinatieri as a kicker, because I think that starts solidifying him as the kicker of. A dependable one, right? He's he goes on the signs and has a a long career as a kicker. Long story short, you know the what if is in, is insane, and I think sure. there's only a few plays in NFL history that this what if applies to, and definitely the tuck rule because now it becomes a rule. The tuck rule becomes uh, an actual thing. It has many... to get taken away in the future. Exactly. So. It, there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. There's no consistency. And as a Raider fan, potentially to have at least one more Super Bowl, a Super Bowl that Yanko and Josh could have seen them win. Yeah, they they played. They went to the Super Bowl and got obliterated by the Bucks. And say what you want about John Gruden and everything else. But, man, the tuck rule... If you were so, to see us... I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one thing here real quick. Um... Out of all of this, you mentioned it. I like how you said it, Yanko. One play has caused so many things. It's ridiculous. One play. It changes everything. But here's here's a take 
particularly on let's let's get away from the Raiders for a few seconds, you know. Tom Brady. Tom Brady up to this moment, what was he? He was a backup that came in for Drew Bledsoe. He 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 was a six-round pick for a reason. He didn't have much in him. He wasn't lighting up the world on fire that season. So what ends up happening? In this scenario, if he loses to the Raiders, he is looked up as a mediocre quarterback who couldn't win in his home turf in snowy weather against the California team. My take is Drew Bledsoe comes back as a starter the following year, and we are never we never even hear who Tom Brady is. The ultimate winner out of this entire scenario, if you ask me, his name is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning comes in, and now he gets all those rings that he wasn't able to get because of who? Because of Tom Brady. You get guys like Drew Brees. Now, Drew Brees never leaves the San Diego Chargers because he has a better route to actually have a chance at the, at the Vince Lombardi. You get guys like Philip Rivers. He never ends up in, in, in uh, San Diego because there's no opening there. What does that mean? You don't have Eli Manning falling with the New York Giants because he, the way that it was drafted and the way the trades were done, there's all these scenarios where that where that just gets crazy. Yeah. Which which gets me to one of my final points, and I'll, and I'll kind of just mention this real quick. Drew Bledsoe doesn't need New England, meaning he doesn't show up in Dallas, which means he's not the starter over Tony Romo, and Tony Romo never comes to exist with the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Romo is not even on CBS anymore. That's how crazy this one play ends up being. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I, I remember this crystal clear, um, and I blame the Raiders because I was watching that game, and it was stupid, stupid. So week 17, all the Raiders need to do is beat the Jets. If they beat the, the Herm Edward-led Jets, they get a bye, and everybody has to go to Oakland. But it's so crazy, the Jets beat the Raiders. The, the Raiders already had playoffs locked up. So it's just seeding. The Jets beat the Raiders. So now New England gets bumped up. Pittsburgh gets the first round by at home field advantage. New England gets bumped to two. And then the Jets play the Raiders in the divisional round. The Raiders beat the Jets. So then the Raiders go to New England or Foxborough to play. So I'm like, that all could have been avoided if you were to take care of business in week 17. So, so you're saying... The butterfly effect goes further out than the top, well, the top it, rope it doesn't cost, exist. It yeah. costs tremendous. Now, you know, it would have been different, maybe under a different set of circumstances, you know, because it was a snowy game. Yeah, I, I really don't think it favored one or the other, because if it would have favored the Patriots, the Patriots would have run away with that game, and they didn't. But I, where I do disagree is I think just Tom Brady, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing big picture right now, but I think this cat is a totally different animal, man. His mentality, I think, of anything. Even I'm back not saying, then, Josh? Even back then, you think? Well, I, 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 that's what the, the hypothetical, right? So mm-hmm. I think, of anything, losing would drive him, you know, to get – it would just deviate his route. It wouldn't give him maybe less three, less Super Bowls. We wouldn't be talking to him about the GOAT. It would have a ripple effect on Manning's legacy for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think Tom Brady eventually ends up not or not in the same trajectory where he's at right now. Mm-hmm. But it would have it would have taken it would have given him less. He so you're saying Bill Belichick, Bill seven. Belichick still trust him? You think after that one year? Well, I mean, they probably would have the following year. They would have rolled with again Bledsoe or Brady and duke it out and see who who's going to be my Where starting quarterback. But I, but you, it makes sense. Though. It makes sense because the whole back. To, I mean, they didn't get the back to back there, but they did win three to four Super Bowls in a four year span. Right. So and they're not know. winning. Yeah, they're not winning they're not three winning. out of four that were no, coming up. They're not. So the, the legacy does. I, I, but it, it does affect everybody. It, it, it really does. 
All right. So here's the thing, guys. Uh, this is an awesome conversation. This is cool. I like it. I, I, I don't want to interrupt you guys. You guys can continue this on a little bit more if you guys want to. I do have to step out. So I, I'm going to actually leave the show a little bit earlier today. I apologize for, for you guys. Um, carry it on. This has been super fun. And I will catch you guys next week, though. So Bye, to, Charlie. To, 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 uh, to all the people out there, if this goes on to like three and a half hours. This was because I, I'm just saying there has to be a moderator. And the moderator is out. So Thanks, guys, Charlie. good luck, my friends. Enjoy. And don't mess it up. All right. Keep it real. Calmati. So there you go, Yinko. Now we can talk freely without getting interrupted. Oh. So. <laughs> Later, Charlie. Have a good Bye. day. What? Bye. 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 Um, so I, I think I, I think that that's it, Yinko. Um, I, yeah. W without I, getting too fanboy. And, yeah. And, I, and whatnot, I think the and you can go as far as free agency, as far as who goes to Oakland or then Oakland, how much relevant are they? Right. Uh, the AFC power rankings, right? Because Pittsburgh eventually comes out of the ashes and starts building and whatnot. And do they draft what they get? And do they do what right. they do? And, and like Charlie said, you know, Peyton Manning. I'm not even, you could even probably find a, a little vein in this conversation to route Peyton Manning outside of the AFC and he can go somewhere else. But that's the purpose of the butterfly effect, right? Right. That's the purpose of, of, of the what if. And maybe to the listeners who, uh, uh, really honed in on this on this subject they'll have their own version right? They'll, right they'll start thinking and they'll start putting that out there so yeah butterfly effect and if you guys have a an idea for the butterfly effect which i'm gonna try to see if we can call it the monarch you know oh, monarch uh, butterfly wow but, sounds more like a pigeon in my eyes but monarchs are big butterflies Indeed, if you were to have a microphone there, you would probably hear so, it. So this is a segment, obviously, that we're going to we're gonna start and we're going to start to launch. And if you guys, like Ginko said, have ideas, hit us up at the at the CYJ uh, Gmail account. If you want to repeat it, uh, Yinko, because I don't have it. I don't know it on the top of my head. CYJ.podcast at gmail.com or CYJ underscore podcast on IG. There we hit go. So IG or Gmail. So uh, it, it was a good topic of conversation. And we'll see what uh, Butterfly Effect will be in store for us next week and now we go into another segment that we call would you rather now i was accused of would you rather uh of kind of just chipping away at that subject during the the draft and would you rather draft michael thomas instead of mike williams <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yes uh yanko my friend but, hey even if you took the stance never mind would you rather now? So, yes, it's starting now. I'll let you go. Hit, hit me up. And of so course, we're both going to chime in here. Yeah, of we're course. We're both going to chime in. Oh, and when Charlie listens to this, he's going to go, ah, and probably yeah. going to pause the podcast to interrupt the podcast and then push play again. Right, exactly. Like, zinger for Charlie. Anywho, that's what happens when you leave. Exactly. Would you rather, Josh, and I'm, let's all things considered, and what I mean, everything is literally everything. You have to pick a quarterback for your franchise. Okay. Don't matter the franchise. Just you have to pick a quarterback. Would you rather have Colin Kaepernick now with all of his fandom and everything else? You know, both depends on what side of the aisle you sit on, right? Politically. Mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick now or roll the dice 
not knowing the outcome, and bring Deshaun Watson in. Dang. Would you rather Colin Kaepernick and all of his baggage or Deshaun Watson and all of his potentials? Okay, so I'm going to make preface in this answer uh, based out of football. Okay. Football. Uh, I know what Deshaun is doing right now is egregious. Uh, we already have talked about that, so I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, they're both, they both have controversy attached to their name. Yep. Uh, they both kind of control their own actions to a certain degree. One stands for something and the other one did something horrendous, right? Correct. Accused. Uh, accused. Yes. So in my take of hypocrisy in the NFL, talent outweighs your baggage. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will go to Sean. You would go to Sean. I would go to Sean. Okay. I would think that there's a suspension looming. He might have to, it might be a 16 game unprecedented suspension. There might be hefty fines. Uh, but eventually again, the talent outweighs the baggage. And to me, Deshaun Watson is way more talented than Colin Kaepernick, even in his heyday. Uh, so I would go to Sean. Oh, so you're, you're saying, yeah. you're saying that, Oh, director's cut. <laughs> you're <laughs> saying that the hill uh-huh. to climb is easier to, to fall into grace eventually unless you know as egregious as it may be right and we're working with hypotheticals mm-hmm. for deshaun based on talent and what the nfl has shown rather than kaepernick got it respectable all right what would you what would you get to you me think? there's a media circus that's gonna come along regardless of who exactly you pick right now of who right. you pick right now there's a lot of uh would you rather scenarios with your system and this and that however I, when we originally talked about it a couple of weeks ago and Deshaun's situation, I really feel like that's something that, yes, you're absolutely right, Josh. You can spin it, uh, recover from it, especially if uh, whatever he did uh, is true or whatever, better said, let me rephrase that, whatever he's accused of is true. And by all means, again, just to reiterate, we don't we're not excusing it this is sheer talent but there is a, a media circus even if he is acquitted of everything mm-hmm. i think it's an easier uh thing in today's political climate to bring mm-hmm. in colin i think i think there's a lot of and i don't mean to get into politics there's a lot of things that were going on at the pinnacle of what colin kaepernick was doing mm-hmm. that were affecting not only the team team ownership in regards to what their political stance was how and what he was standing for but as of late what culture has dictated is what colin stood for and his opinion and for his own respect is now supported i think it's easier now to spin the what colin is standing for Mm -hmm. than what it is both acquitted or not for deshaun now, sheer talent, yeah. If none of them had baggage, Deshaun, of course. But I'm working with the now. I'm, there's a lot of hypotheticals. Maybe I have a little uh, young quarterback sitting there. I think Kaepernick left with still some in the tank. Towards the end, he got figured out, right? He was the running mm-hmm. guy. 
And, you know, he's a left-arm quarterback. I just think he was in the wrong system. I think uh, they stopped supporting him. And they stopped uh, kind of calling plays. I don't remember, Josh. Did he get benched eventually while he was still with John Harbaugh? He did, actually. And I remember this. Uh, I don't know if you recall this, but they actually played the Raiders. And Kaepernick yep. played terrible that game. Yep. And uh, eventually, I think they he did, uh, he did sit him down. So my point is exactly that. Uh I, 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 yes, it, it is to a certain degree, right? What what went on in regards to, you know, the politics or, or whatnot. And I think that's why a lot of teams shied away from uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, not, not signing him. Is he better than a lot of backups? Yes. Uh, but, I, but I think eventually what ended up happening is that they, they just, they just figured him out. I mean, his style of play d- didn't equate to it. And, and that's why a lot of doors were closed uh, because again, look at it from this point point and, and, and it's a very controversial take, right? But talent always outweighs whatever baggage you yeah. have Yeah, all the time. So in my eyes, he was already on his way out technically, not on his way out, but he wasn't what he was. No, you know, it, it, that, that had, that ship had sailed. So at this particular juncture, that's why I would go with Deshaun. I guess I, I'm, I'm more of a, uh, media PR guy in my head and it's just easier right. to deal with but they're both they're both difficult situations that's no, why they I are it was they a, are. I thought a good it one was. would you rather and it so was when Charlie uh gets it when I'm Charlie sure I'm it. sure he'll have his his uh his crazy take so here here's this one check this one out um and I I tried to kind of do it a little bit differently or not differently it's kind of more or less around the same but okay forget quarterback you have two receiver tandems to choose from, okay? So would you rather have the Marvin Harrison-Reggie Wayne wide receiver tandem? Marvin's, Mar- Marvin Harrison-Reggie Wayne, or would you rather have Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce? Ooh, so the greatest show on paper. Turf. Oh, yeah. The greatest show on turf. The greatest show on paper <laughs> is my, uh, my fantasy name. <laughs> One of the leagues I do. Okay, so just to reiterate. Yes. Holt and Bruce. Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce or Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Just Which for, the, for who tandem? they are? For who they are as a tandem? For what, not, for what not they did. throwing it to them? For not what they did. Throwing, Got it. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if we go, I mean, they both have very respective quarterbacks. One had Kurt Warner and then eventually had, uh, well, they had Trent Green and then they had Kurt Warner and then Mark Bolger came into the mix. So pretty serviceable quarterbacks. Uh, on the other side, you have most of Peyton Manning throughout their careers. And then till the tail end, Reggie Wayne did get Andrew Luck, but Marvin Harrison had already retired. So, yeah. Well, to me, I think knee jerk reaction off the top. I would do greatest show on turf. Holmes and Bruce. And let me tell you why. Shoot away. I think they complemented each other and were able to carry each other when one was having a down game. Not that Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison couldn't do that, mm-hmm. but the greatest show on turf revolved around their high-powered scoring. Okay. Marshall Falk was there and helped. Was there anyone else? Marshall Falk, right? The running back. But Marshall Falk, yeah. Yeah. So he obviously opened up a lot of the passing game because if they were loading the box or even for a play action a fake 
to Marshall, hit it out. I just remember a lot of Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce deep posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of, I think they would move, and we're talking about like early 2000s, right? So they, I think they would move Isaac Bruce between the XYZ slot, uh, wide receiver position. Tory Holt was kind of your consistent. Marvin Harrison was one of the quietest wide receivers vocally ever in the league, right? Right up yeah. there with Andre Johnson, right up there with, with I can't remember, but those two just kind of just stick in the top of my head. I really feel that Reggie Wayne, he did a good job when Marvin Harrison retired, but they were just two separate identities. I think okay. Reggie Wayne was learning from, Marvis, from Marvin, mm-hmm. and which comp- they complemented each other well, but just the force of Bruce and Holt together I think stand more vividly in my head about scoring, about winning, about uh, doing what they did. And they faced, right? Where they, they faced the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Correct. And, uh, they eventually won one, didn't they? Against the... And they beat the Titans. They beat the Titans on the... In a one. So it was a, it was a Titans. Remember that a one yard short... You know, to Dyson. Yeah, to Dyson. He reached so, out. It wasn't there. Right. Yep. So yep, they. Yep, yeah. Yep. So, so that was that was when they kind of, you know, broke into the scene, and I believe they beat them twenty three to seventeen. The McNair. The McNair was the quarterback. The McNair led Titans. Correct. Yep. And how how much more awesome now that you know, R.I.P. to McNair. If he would have won that run, right? But now I, at that point, yeah, uh, Dick Vermeil was a head coach of the Rams, and then he kind of retired. Uh, and then he got out of retirement to coach the Chiefs. But then uh, this guy, Mike Martz, inherited that juggernaut of a, of a team. And Mike Martz was like an offensive genius. Mike Martz, that's so, right. So, you know, for sake of argument, I would hate to kind of go against you. But I would also choose Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce. Uh, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. They both complemented each other extremely well. They both had a very – they had kind of a different skill set to a certain degree. Uh, but I think they both were very underrated and they lit up, you know, the, the scoreboard and, and they were just crazy, crazy, crazy. So, but not to say Marvin Harrison and Richie Wayne were in a heck of a tandem either. They were, they were really good in, in their own respective. And, you know, they, they dominated part of the AFC for, for a chunk of time. And I got I have to give uh, Charlie some credit. He has, he's having to attend to some responsibilities but he's still a faithful listener of the CYJ and he sent us a message just now. And he wants us to remind, he wants to remind the fans that Garcon was a beast with the Colts and Harrison and Wayne were too. So they, Garcon was starting to come up right Right. at the end. And then it turned into not Harrison and Reggie Wayne, but then it was right. Reggie Wayne and Garcon. So it's almost crazy how Marvin Harrison was like kind of like an old school wide receiver in no way, shape, or us. form. Am I am I like comparing him with a great one, Jerry Rice? But he had that, you know, he wasn't a big guy, he wasn't a fast guy. Uh he just there was just something about him. He was like he kind of crazy he, athletic catches and and he kind of yeah. reminds me of kind of going old school. I think they're both great receivers. But just the way they carried themselves, very professional, very quiet. Although Marvin had some some legal issues towards the end of his career. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of like a in the shadows of Jerry Weiss. Jerry Rice, yeah. not Weiss. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Weiss. Jerry Weiss. No, Jerry Rice. You know, kind of the way they carried themselves. No nonsense. Hard right. work ethic. Kind of did it. And right. uh, 
he had that little bit of a stain on his reputation towards the end. I think it was involved in a shooting or something like that. Yeah. But uh, regardless, I'm so, going to go out on a limb here and say that just to argue, Charlie would say the Colts. The Colts. Yep. Yeah. Not surprising. He, he, so he I'm gonna throw it. you I'm gonna throw you another curveball, Yanko, since it's you and I. Uh, another tandem, but we're talking linebackers. Okay. Linebackers. Okay. Now okay. if Charlie were here, he would lose his mind. But I'm gonna give you three, three different linebacker tandems. Okay. okay. The first one, Brian Urlacher and Lance Briggs. Okay. Okay. Brian Urlacher and Lance Briggs. Or Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. Okay. Okay. Or a crescendo for Charlie's sake, since he's not here. Uh, Patrick Willis and Avara Bowen. Oof. Where would you go? Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm There's frozen. Coming out of your head. I'm Just frozen. I hope. I hope we don't. I added another, a third one. That way, it gives the element of perhaps disagreeing. Um, I'm frozen. Okay, look. So more recently, your defense. yeah, more recently, KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner are still in the league, and, and I've KJ Wright is a free agent, and KJ still. Wright is a free agent. Rumored that KC might be in there uh, uh, to bring reel him in. I would love if he came to Vegas, please. But anywho, mm-hmm. I think the de- the definition of linebacker to me. Hard nose, hard hitting. They're running down, you know, downhill, fill the gap. And KJ Wright, I don't think he's been here long enough for me to to compare to Bobby Wagner. Yes, I've been on this podcast and said that they both carry their own weight, right? Yes. And maybe if you ask me this question in four or five years, then it's it's a little easier to it's not as easy to discard them. Mm-hmm. All due respect to them in the now. But process of elimination, I'm going to remove the Seattle linebackers. Okay. We've got Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis, you said? Correct. And then Erlacher. And Briggs. Lance Briggs. Man, just, just by heart and play and grit. I think you have Briggs and Erlacher as hot, even just for what they did, Hall of Famers. Although Erlacher got a little weird lately. That's why I think they skipped on him on the, on the Hall of Fame. No, no. Bears linebackers. Bears linebackers for sure, man. I, I just... Bears linebackers for sure. If anything, the Bears have gotten that right in the past. I'm not sure about now. But right. they've always been a little more defensive-minded. Uh, I'm just going to go with... with Is the, that your final answer? Are you final lucky? answer. Final answer. Okay. I, you're, you're, you're nodding like if you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You're, dig yourself into a hole because I'm about to completely annihilate what you just thought of. <laughs> so for the sake of argument, man, um, I was trying to throw a curveball and there's no curveball. So I would also go Erlacher look, and Briggs. Look, look, man, Navarro Bowman and, and Patrick Willis, don't far. It's not too close, but don't fall. Don't fall. Oh, no, behind. no, 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 no. But yeah, they dominated sure. the NFC West for a while. I mean, they were a, I mean, a presence to be reckoned with and and let's let's call it for what it is patrick willis did retire early um he did. I, I guess he was and you know it was the whole uh concussion thing and i'm pretty sure and his absence was severely it. missed oh yeah definitely and then navarro bowman i know we had an instance with him um he was just wasn't the same dude anymore he wasn't the same uh, dude and i remember he got injured pretty bad i think in seattle where his like whole knee got destroyed yeah. 
And I think that so, kind of just put a... And I, I forgot he was... I liked him with the Raiders. He had a good head. He, he, did. he, he just athletically wasn't there anymore. And he, I think it, it it alludes to the point you made about the injury. It was just so horrific that it took that athleticism away from yeah, him. Yeah, man. And, and, and it's not to say anything, but I think the complimentary piece there, I mean, the head honcho was Patrick Willis, right? So he, uh, Patrick Willis was a Batman and Robin was a uh, Navarro Bowman. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing with Erlocker. Erlocker is a Batman. Uh, you know, Briggs is, is the, is the Robin, but man, I just, I just think Erlocker. Is it, you is think it, linebacker, you think Chicago and at least in our generation, because yes. maybe, you know, generations of the past. That. Ditka, or they think Mike Singletary, which was also yes. a terrific linebacker. You know, the Fridge Perry, uh, you know, obviously Walter Payton, but we're talking defense here. But yeah. I think, I think middle linebacker, and you, you just think Brian Urlacher, man. Is it that weird that I, more. that when I picture them, I picture them with like really big shoulder pads. And oh, like the dude, Brian, the, Brian Urlacher is a beast, man. He was amazing. And from a small town in New Mexico. Yes. I think he and to, he graduated to the front. He actually UNF? graduated from New Mexico. No, uh, yeah, and University of New yeah, Mexico. So, so he was I think a local. He's, like a, he's a close to El Paso, Clovis or Hobbs. I think Mexico. he was Clovis. I want to yeah. say he was Clovis. I'll look but, it up right now. But yeah, and Lance Briggs. Lance Briggs was a heck of a linebacker too. I think he he was from Arizona State, if I'm not mistaken, or Arizona. Yeah. And I just I just envision power. I envision yeah. I envision like a huge linebacker. I envision so much, and I I feel for them because. I feel like they could have gone so did they were they the pair that went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman at the helm? Yes. So yeah, they were they were know, there. They they were there. And there's something to say about teams that make it to the Super Bowl, even if you don't win it, because how many teams would love to just go play to the Super Bowl, right? And experience the Super Bowl as a whole. Super Bowl week, right. media week, all that stuff. But no, that's that that was a thinker for sure, man. Yeah, so well, I wonder I'm sure if, Charlie will chime in. I'm sure he Charlie, would go Patrick and Navarro. Will he divide man. his fandom away to – and you know what? We're giving him a week, and as statistically <laughs> driven and analytical as he is, he's going – oh, he's back! You know what? If anything, Charlie will probably have a yeet about that next week. <laughs> I envision that. What's up, people? He's back! So, what so if, Charlie, Charlie, uh, okay. So you're a little bit out of breath. Take deep breaths because this is a this okay, is a so doozy. Okay. 48, 48 steps up to make this, it. <laughs> this is a doozy, Charlie. Okay. So so I don't want you to lose your mind here. Okay. So we're right, we're right. going. We, we already talked receiver. I threw Yanko a curveball here. Okay. And we talked so, back. So right. we're we're talking linebacker tandems. Okay. And 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 we're not gonna agree Wait, to disagree. Are we still in the would you rather? Yes. Oh my yes. God. So this is a third question, and we're just going to take your answer and just explain it, and then we'll move on. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. So would you rather uh-huh. have Brian Urlacher and Lance Briggs? Okay. Ooh. Okay. Uh, and it's three here. KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner. Okay. Or Navarro uh-huh. Bowman and Patrick Willis. Oh, bro. Navarro Bowman. Patrick <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, no, no. Here, here hold up. You guys. Okay. <laughs> You guys, you guys are. Go, the floor is yours, Charlie. And, Explain. And, and and I'm gonna say that it would be very very tight with Lance Briggs and and Brian Urlacher. My only question to that one is Brian. Ur- I mean, is uh Lance Briggs a Hall of Famer already? No. No, right? And no. that's and 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 that's what I feel. Um, Urlacher is he already in the Hall of Fame? Uh, he was, yes. but he said something controversial. Or is he already? No, yeah, he I is. I don't Director. think so. No, I don't think he is. I'm gonna say he's I think not. he was he was going to, but he said something politically. I think something. Politically I think weird. Around that, yeah. 
Uh, that's going to be good for the director's cut. But I am so, in one of our 2018, cuts. gentlemen. Brian Oliker was inducted into Hall of Fame. Okay. It only wow. came till after he got the doors closed at Chicago because the family. That's the, what it was. Did not agree oh, with okay. his political okay. stand. Okay. So he's a Hall of Famer. I just know he has hair now. That's what yes, he does. <laughs> he, he's not bald anymore. Random so kinda... fact: Him and Deion Sanders run some kind of billboard here in DFW where it says "Grow your hair back" or whatever, and they have his picture. Nice, nice. Anyway, anyway, I'm, Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis, man, dude, that tandem was and, 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 and no disrespect to kg Wright and and and, and uh bobby weiner so bobby, just, so bobby, just well, just to, up, to give you bobby. context just, but but again sorry just to give you context i added kj huh? and bobby just because it was yanko and i so we wanted oh, okay. to disagree so i'm gotcha. not saying that they're in that same stratosphere as these two no i was uh, to, to just to mention uh bobby is in the same strat that same atmosphere stratosphere as all right. these guys. KJ Wright isn't, I, and it's not even close. I believe I, there's so many better. KJ Wright is good. He's good. He's not he's great. Good. I just think no. that he needs more time to see if he's no, but, he but stays but with Bobby, is, maybe. But but see, like Navarro Bowman and Willis as a tandem, you're talking that Navarro Bowman and and Willis were the best linebackers of the NFL at the their entire time, and they were on the same team. Like there was no better tight end, I mean tight end linebacker at that time than either one of these two. That was there wasn't. That you can go back and look at the stats, the way the way this team, I mean, this team that, that, that if there's anything that the Niners did really well for those years was just their linebacking core. But anyway, I know I know that once so and Josh said this earlier. Patrick retired early. He did. Navarro wasn't the same after the horrific injury in Seattle. Correct. I, I really and, feel and like I, the Niners have really tried to compensate with picks at that position since then. Yes. Yeah. Ruben Foster comes to mind. Uh, they tried picking up uh, this uh, this guy from Seattle who got the MVP, Malcolm Smith, who ended up oh, with the yeah, Raiders yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, not not a good player. But anyway, what's the it, linebacker that retired because of he was worried about his head? Chris Borland. Was a voice. Yep. So quick thing um, on the on the whole dude, I'm like trying to get all my thoughts. But anyway, quick thing real quick. Navarro Bowman, there's a misconception. I don't believe that he lost a step after that horrific injury against Seattle. He actually led the NFL in tackles a year after. So that the Niners were not the same, but he lost a step after actually after he tore his Achilles was when he went downhill. Not necessarily after he tore not the, the knee injury. Not the knee injury. No, he was still because that was a but that was a, that was to get into the playoffs, right? Or something. that was a big game. Yeah. If people so remember the Niners, that was the Super Bowl that year. That Niners against Seattle NFC Championship, because then the Seattle goes on and destroys the, the 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 Broncos. The Broncos. But the following year, the Niners are supposed to be great. But that's when the whole Jay Glazer brought up the story. If you guys remember that Jim Harbaugh was going to leave the, the team no matter what, and it was like week one or week two, and it just caused all sorts of controversy. The Niners ended up being eight and eight in that season. They were really good. They kept it in it, but they just, it was a implosion in that team and it was just bad. So for next week, Charlie, we want to know the, would you rather because we're just on time. I asked with their current situation right now, Uh right? Not removing anything. What, what it is right now. And you had to pick a quarterback for your franchise. Colin Kaepernick with all of his baggage or Deshaun Watson with all of his baggage. Put that, <laughs> put that in your head, and then next week, Deshaun. Next so week, 
I'm just so wait, wait, go. but I thought you guys give an answer, right? I'll give you an expanded answer next time. Yeah, we gave an answer. Deshaun. Yeah. I don't Josh know what you guys said. I didn't hear Deshaun. that. I, I went Colin. I went Deshaun. Okay. Cool. Did you um, have a would you rather this year this week? I did, but hold on, hold on to it next week anyway. So okay, fine. cool. All right. So all right. That, so with that in mind, guys, let's go ahead and transition over. It's way over time. So it, there was just a few mailbag, but they're not too crazy. I think we kind of went into it anyway with the whole topic. So let's jump into the director's cut directly so, into that, my friend. So right away, uh, compensation for the Jets and Panthers trade uh, for Sam Darnold. Uh, the Jets uh, or the Panthers acquired a 2021 six-round pick, mm-hmm. a 2022 second-round pick, and a 2022 fourth round pick. Okay, cool. Um, so that was a compensation. Uh, we already discussed it, but 2002, the NFC Championship was the Eagles versus the Bucks, 27 to 10. And the Niners did face the Buccaneers in the divisional round, and they lost 31 to 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was just one of the things. And then since we're, uh, I mentioned it last week, but just, again, no comments. Just take it all in, guys. Um, I'm going to go kind of quick. A lot of people determined this as one of the best NFL drafts ever. I'm not going to say it's the best. I'm saying it's one of the best. Got it. Uh, th- this took place back in 2007. Um, if you want to hold your comments to the end or give reactions, we'll go. But 2007, here we go. Number one overall pick, biggest bust in NFL history, Jamarcus Russell to the Raiders. Whoop, whoop. $80 million uh, on the drain. Number two. Uh, Calvin Johnson to the Lions. Ooh. Number three, Joe Thomas to the Browns. Oh, solid. Number four, Gain Adams, Buccaneers. Hmm. Number five, uh, Le- uh, Levi Brown to the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, number six, LaRon Landry to the Ooh. then Redskins. Uh, number seven, Adrian nice. Peterson to the Vikings. Steel. Uh, number eight, Jamal Anderson, uh, Falcons. Uh, number nine, Ted Ginn. Uh, I'm sorry, I said it's Falcons. Yeah, I said Falcons. Number nine, Ted Ginn to the Dolphins. Bust. Number 10, Amoy Okoye to the Texans. For number nine. And here's true to Charlie's heart. Number 11, Patrick Willis to the Niners. Bust. Number. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> number 12, check this out. Number 12, Marshawn Lynch to the Bills. Ooh, number peaceful. 13, Adam Carricker, Rams. Number 14, Daryl Rivas to the Jets. Ooh. Number 15, Lawrence Timmons to the Steelers. Nice. Number 16, Justin Harold to the Backers. Number 17, Jarvis Moss to the Broncos. Number 18, Leon Hall to the Bengals. Oh, number 19, Michael Griffin to the Titans. I remember him. Number 20, Aaron Ross to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Number 21, Reggie Nelson to the Jaguars. Ooh, 22, Brady Quinn to the Browns. Ooh. 20, good, com- good commentator. Uh, yeah. Great 23, Dwayne Bowe to the Chiefs. I remember uh, him. 24, Brandon Mayweather to the Patriots. Uh, this is underrated too. 25, John Beeson to the Panthers. It is. 26, Anthony Spencer to the Cowboys. 27, Robert Meacham to the Saints. Ooh, that's a good one. 28, Joe Staley to the Niners. Mm-hmm. 29, Ben Grubbs to the Ravens. 30, Craig Davis to the Chargers. 31, Greg Olson to the Bears. And last but not least, Anthony Gonzalez, Colts. I would take 
any Mr. of those players. Mr. Concussion. Remember him? So there you go, guys. Get those Over to uh, juices, juices flowing. The coulda, woulda, shoulda. This was a 2007 NFL draft. I did last week, 2017. And uh, we'll continue on with more little tidbits of drafts. I think Jamarcus yep. Russell was one of Al Davis's last picks. Like one of he's the, still, he's, one, he, one of the heavily was he influenced first? Ones. He was Jacoby he was, Ford was a big one too. No, he was in the fourth round. No, Darius no, Hayward they, Bay was. That's who I'm confusing. Jacoby Ford was a really a cold, fast, was, a, was a really fast dude too. That's yeah, why I remember. He had yeah. like a punt blazing speed at yeah. Clemson. It just but yeah, it was that whole controversy between tough. taking Michael Crabtree or Darius Hayward Bay. Of course, it's the tough. old man decided speed. So that's it. Well, either way, either way, I mean. Yeah, I know. I think that first receiver in that 27 draft, Ted Ginn, he is good, but he, for being that pick, he, I, he, he dropped so many balls, bro. He didn't do anything in his career, really. I, the he, Niners. He, Ted Ginn lasted and he bounced around he's the still, league. He's for actually a while. still, he's still in the league. He's still in the league. I don't consider him a bust. I mean, for number for nine, being, yeah, but not over. It's not Jamarcus Russell bust. No, 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 no. But he's a bust. When you pick a player that high, he's supposed to be a stud. So uh, I, I dare to tell you just this is just out of my, my sheer emotion, just out of 2007 draft, I calculate eight Hall of Famers. Damn. Eight. Eight. It's wow. let alone eight players just hitting on your draft. Yeah. This draft had possibly eight Hall of Famers. So crazy. Which got me thinking. So I'm gonna before before draft at one point, one of the segments, we're actually getting close to draft. We are three more podcasts away. And then we'll have our special edition podcast that kind of is in the works. We'll see how we do that. But I will be doing, I'm thinking of doing like a little power rank of the drafts and see how it kind of, where that heads. And we'll see what's up with that. For sure. But all right, my friends, we've hit the end of the show. We've hit the end. It's been fun. I've been gone. I've come back. We are now headed to the end of the CY, man. How's it going? How'd you guys have fun? And we're, and we're live on IG right now just for the end of the, of the podcast. Awesome. Cool. I wanted to ask everyone, please tune in, listen up. Hey, we're not getting sponsored. We're not getting anything. We just love to see the numbers of listeners go up. So, hey, if you see this later on, I know it's a little late for some. Go, we're, we're live. We're trying to put music in it. We got the butterfly effect. We've got, hey, Charlie joined the, the live. That's we're right. To implement so much more. So, please, please let us know. Hit us up what we've got. Sure thing. This I want to shout fun. out to uh, Diego Mota for the for the nice hat that he gave me. I was showing it off to the guys. The back actually says Yenko in it. Great anniversary gifts. Thank you, man. Hey, guys. If you if any of you guys have any ideas on – it's probably going to be another kind of dry week on news. If you guys have any ideas, any random thoughts that you want us to do, let us know. You, you, you guys saw sure. we went crazy today. We are so down to do something like that again. Guys, I don't, know you're do, I don't know if you're going to do a little music. In the background, if you're not, I am going to just conclude by saying this was a lot of fun, guys. I apologize if we went way over on time today, but it was fun. And if you had fun, you won. Anyways, guys, this has Be a been fan. another edition of the C. Mike Williams, Yanko. Mike Williams, bro. Oh, Mike Williams, because I forgot about Michael Thomas. Anti-Rich. Wow. anti Wow. Hey, hey, hey. I channeled my inner Detroit lion. Bye.